When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Off to Labashane. And Labashane with a big swing. There is a fielder out there. It's in the air. Can he get there in time? Yes, he can. Oh, what a catch. What a catch there from the Scorchers. As Labashane departs. And it might have been Hatsoglu out there in the deep. Catch taken to dismiss Labashane. Had a deep square leg. And that is a huge wicket for the Scorchers on the last ball the over. In fact, it was Eskenazi who took the catch uh, off the bowling of Jason Berendorf for 10. And the other man now was uh, Josh Brown. He was bowled by Jason Berendorf for 18. Usman Kawaja is 23 not out. Matthew Renshaw's out there as well. He's not out three. And currently two for 56 in this eighth over. And uh, currently bowling is Peter Hotsogalu. He's bowling his first over, has none for six off his first four deliveries. Uh, there's been also Matthew Kelly at the crease. Jason Berendorf, the pick of the bowlers, two for 14 off only his three overs. So he's got one more over and there's no doubt keeping him up their sleeve. As I mentioned, the test squad was announced for the up-and-coming and eagerly anticipated four-test tour of India. That commences uh, next month. Uh, three West Australians in the lineup: Lance Morris, Cameron Green, the all-rounder that everyone's talking about, and Ashton Agar. Joining us is Tristan Lavalette uh, from ESPN Cricket Info to discuss the Test squad. Tristan, thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. Any surprises for you? Not really. I think it was pretty predictable. Obviously, the perhaps the bolter is Todd Murphy, the off-spinner from Victoria, but he's had a pretty good. Uh, season in Sheffield Shield ranks and with Australia A and the Prime Minister's 11. So he was uh, fancy to, to tour. So they've got four spinners, a bunch of quicks. It'll be interesting to see how where they go uh, with their final makeup uh, for the first test, but it's still a while away. So they've got a bit of time to, to think about it. It's interesting when you talk uh, about Todd Murphy, all of a sudden, he's probably, here's the bolter. He's only played, what, I think about seven first-class matches. But from all reports, uh, George Bailey says it was not a development tour for Murphy. He's going to be thrust into the nitty-gritty of it and could partner Nathan Lyon in some of those test matches. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. He's a fierce competitor. He's very mature for his age. He's only 22. Um, but to play two off-spinners is probably not what they're looking for, I would assume. Uh, especially against uh, Indian batting order that's predominantly right-handed. So that probably puts 
Ashton Agar being left arm orthodox and uh, Mitchell Swepson, and a leg spinner right in the frame for selection. But Todd Murphy's seen as perhaps a successor for Nathan Lyon. So I'm sure they would love to give him a chance, but it might not be possible, I think, in this series unless Nathan Lyon gets injured. Interesting regarding uh, Schwepson. We saw him here at the Big Bash uh, the other night. I reckon he's lost his way just a fraction. Uh, I gather they needed to take uh, reinforcements there in relation to spin bowlers in India. But I just think he's gone off a fraction. What are your thoughts uh, from the East Coast? Yeah, he's he sort of struggled, obviously, in, in Pakistan and Sri Lanka, obviously. Pretty tough series uh, to, to make your uh, sort of test initiation, especially in Pakistan. The pitches are very barren. So I think he lost a little bit of confidence and he seemed to be a little bit on the outer and that was confirmed in the third test against South Africa when he missed selection uh, with Ashton Agar getting the, the second spinner's position over him. So I think perhaps he's lost a little bit of confidence, but basically he had to be selected because they they need a wrist spinner. India uh, traditionally have probably been a little bit more vulnerable with either wrist spinners or left-arm orthodox spinners. So... Uh, it pretty much makes sense for, for Swepson and, and Agar to be selected, even though they probably don't have the, the records or, or confidence in first-class cricket to perhaps warrant it. Mm. At least this series will be competitive compared to the two home series against the West Indies and South Africa. I gather from a player's perspective, they're looking forward to this challenge and a good uh, competitive hit-out. Yeah, this is the ultimate for Australian cricket, I think. I mean, obviously, the Ashes is, of course, the big one, but Beating India in India is the hardest challenge in cricket. They haven't lost a test series over there, I think, since 2012 against England. And just that was the only time they've actually lost in India since 2004 when Australia famously won, of course, over there. So this is the hardest challenge. It's been very, very tough to to win over the years. India are a little bit vulnerable. They've got a couple of injuries themselves, so they're not at full strength, they, they won't have um, Richard Pant, who was so dominant mm. a couple of summers ago here in Australia. He's unfortunately had a, a car accident. And uh, Boomerah, the, their spearhead, quick, he's also on the sidelines. And there's also doubt on Shadeja, the spinning all-rounder, who's dominated against Australia in Indian conditions over the years. So they're a little bit vulnerable, to be honest, but they would have to start favourite still. Mm. What do you think of the Australian batting lineup? You wouldn't think there'd be too many changes from what we saw this summer here in Australia in relation to the top order. Wouldn't have thought so. It's pretty stable at the moment. Obviously, there's a question mark over Cameron Green and whether he can play in the, the first test, but indications are they're, they're pretty hopeful he can. So assuming he's fit, I wouldn't wouldn't think there's going to be any changes. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Travis Head, who's built up a very formidable uh, test career at home. Great test record at home. We saw him in the test series against the West Indies in South Africa basically play test cricket like it was T20 cricket. It was quite incredible how how fast he was batting, but that's going to be a little bit different in India where he he had struggled in the subcontinent to date. So it's going to be a big challenge for him and and even someone like David Warner, whose record in India isn't very good. I think he's got a average of around 25 for his career over there. So it's going to be a big test for the Australian batters. There's no doubt about mm. that. But this is probably their, their good chance, you'll think, to be really competitive over there considering 
their form and, like I said earlier, perhaps India are a little bit vulnerable. Interesting. I spoke to Cameron Green. He came and joined me in our broadcast position here at the Perth Stadium just prior, in fact, on my Sports Day program, prior to a Big Bash match that we were having here. And he confessed he'll be fit for India. So any speculation that he might be underdone heading into the first test is certainly um, not a consideration as far as Cameron Green is concerned. He'll be uh, firing on all cylinders. And uh, he was nursing, of course, that fracture in his right index finger. But he says everything's going according to plan. And by the time the the series comes around, he'll be fine. So saying that, uh, we're going to hear some comments in just a moment. Justin Lango out of the uh, the test documentary part two about where test cricket is at at the moment. Tristan, where do you think it's at? You know, we've seen the South Africans, very little opposition to the Australians, to be fair. West Indies have gone by the bye. We know England have taken a different strategy with Brendan McCullum and, of course, Ben Stokes in an attacking form of test cricket which is quite refreshing. They beat Pakistan in a clean sweep by 3-0. New Zealand played Pakistan, and the two test matches there have been drawn. So where do you see the evolution of test cricket at the moment? Is it purely now Australia, New Zealand, possibly, India and England? I think it's pretty much Australia, England and India uh, are pretty much guaranteed to still be strong for, for a long time coming. They've got billion-dollar broadcast deals to basically prop up uh, their cricket and development and programs and all sorts of things like that, whereas other countries, even New Zealand, um, South Africa, I mean, they're struggling for funding. Um, So basically, I think there's going to be probably less test cricket in the future. There will be still the marquee series between Australia, England and India. Those three countries will still play each other and they're going to be playing probably more frequently. They're going to be playing five test series in the next cycle of events over the next four years. But I think some of the other countries, there's massive question marks over them. Even New Zealand, we're seeing some of their players uh, take the, the roots of T20 cricket. And we saw Trent Bolt, for instance, play in the BBL. And, and now he's headed over to, I think, the UAE. Uh, there's, there's new uh, cashed up leagues bobbing up in South Africa and the UAE, which are more options. is going to be a, an American league in middle of the year that's also going to be uh, quite lucrative for players. And I'm sure there's going to be more. So unfortunately, if you want to see uh, sort of a depth of talent in terms of teams, I don't think that's going to happen. But in terms of India, England and Australia, I think those three countries are going to remain pretty strong. Next summer, it's going to be very interesting because they're having Pakistan and the West Indies are actually coming back again for, for another test series. So those countries, well, we saw the West Indies, how they were uncompetitive here this summer and, and Pakistan traditionally haven't fared very well in Australian conditions either. So next summer, again, could be a bit of a tough one. But the next two summers after that are going to be India and, and England. So I think it's going to be basically probably less less test cricket, but it's going to be more cricket amongst those three sort of power countries in the world. Good on you, Tristan. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time and we look forward to, of course, reading everything on ESPN Cricket Info that you put together. Tristan uh, Lavalette, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and enjoy the remainder of the cricket season here in Australia with the Big Bash and, of course, we look ahead to the Indian Series. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. Have a good day. Good on you, Tristan Lavalette, joining us here on Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. 
And you can join us anytime on the uh, Temper at Bedshed text machine if you're listening on SEN 657 0487 736 736. Tenover's done and dusted. The drinks uh, break. Uh, they're about to start the second half of the Brisbane Heat innings. Brisbane 2 for 80. Uh, Josh Brown was our bold Berendorf for 18, and Marnus Labashane caught uh, Eskenazi off Berendorf for 10. Wasman Kawaja is not out 28 off 22 balls. He's hit two fours. Matthew Renshaw has come in, and also he's 22 not out of 16 balls, and he's hit two fours as well. The bowling figures for the Scorchers, Matthew Kelly one over at a cost of 13. Jason Berendorf has bowled three overs, two for 14. Ashton Agar, the two overs, none for 20. Ashton Turner, two overs, none for 13. Peter Hatsogalu just bowled the one over, no wicket for eight, and they've just taken the third wicket, actually, in the first over after the drinks break. And Andrew Ty is the bowler who's taken the wicket. So he's now got 1.2 overs and has one for 12. So the uh, third wicket is down. Uh, let's pick it up uh, right now and find out exactly how it all came to be. I really like this. It's a great ag- aggressive move and um, great move by the skipper Kawadra. I think he's probably made the decision. Kawaja loading up, he could be out here, take it in the deep, Kawaja's gone, Bancroft takes the catch, he was looking for the pull shot, Kawaja, there's only one man out there, he didn't get the angle right, and taken, great catch, say deep forward square leg in the end, Bancroft out there with the catch. So there you go. That's uh, the way it happened. And let me tell you, Cam Bancroft is one of the great uh, outfielders when it comes in the BBL. He's very, very good out there. And he's taken a couple of great catches already, and that was a very important one as Jimmy Pearson comes to the crease for the Brisbane Heat. Just as we go to the break, Justin Langer, uh, we're talking about test cricket with uh, Tristan uh, Lavalette from the ESPN Cricket Info. He's a journalist here. Here's JL's thoughts on the importance of test cricket. The, the best way, Sachin Tendulkar summed it up brilliantly about five or six years ago, yeah. and it makes so much sense to me. He said, T20 cricket is like dessert. Yeah. It tastes good, mm-hmm. and it makes you fat, but you can't yeah. live on it. Yeah. Kids love You've it. You've got to still have steak and veggies. Mum and Dad's still going to give you steak and veggies, because if you just have, if you just have dessert every day, your teeth fall out, you get fat, you get obese, and you have all, and it's just no good. But if you have your steak and veggies, and you have your T20 cricket, uh, your dessert, then you've got a nice balance. I remember since T20 cricket came out, yeah. we've been having the same conversation. Oh, it's going to take over the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, it might. It might. But I've been hearing that for, for 10 years. Yeah, it might make you fat, and it may cause your teeth to fall out. Uh, JL, but gee whiz, what about your pay packet? What about your pay packet? What about the bank account, JL? Uh, that's what they're all excited about. Uh, the money on offer is just ridiculous at the moment in some of these T20 leagues, and that's why the likes of Marcus Stoinis and Chris Lynn are going to the UAE in a little while. I think the tournament gets underway in a few days. They're exiting the BBL. Chris Lynn... Played last night, brilliant for the Adelaide Strikers. He's on his way out. He's going to the UAE to be there when that tournament starts. So um, this is the problem, isn't it, really? This is the problem. It's just the carrot is just too big 
in these T20 leagues and there's more and more. Did I hear there's going to be a T20 league in America? Is that what Tristan said? In the United States of America, there's going to be a T20 competition. Now, if it goes to America, it could go to anywhere in the world, let me tell you. Because I didn't think, that caught me by surprise. I didn't know that there was going to be a T20 league in the United States of America. We might find out more about that after the break. Anyway, it's coming up 29 past five. Uh, We're here for Kia and the seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV. Not forgetting uh, the Perth Wildcats. Uh, Get behind them. Uh, this season, uh, you can pick up your Wildcats tickets. All you need to do is go to tickertech.com.au. Three for 84 after 11 overs are the Brisbane Heat. And you're on Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.